Hello, and welcome to Jeremy's Place, episode 3. It's delayed because um, I was lazy, and that's really the only reason. No more excuses. Uh, I'm doing it now on Valentine's Day because that is a good episode title. Uh, but I also spent a little bit extra time doing stuff, so I have stuff to talk about. Which is the main thing, the main worry that I've had in uh, making like episodes, even though this is episode three and I've barely started. Uh, I was thinking to myself, man, I got to do stuff to actually talk about stuff. Um, I mean, I could talk about stuff not related to myself like I did probably in episode one, which is probably what I'm going to do in the future, but whatever. Uh, so it's Valentine's today of recording and I'm going to probably upload it on today as well. Get everything done. I don't even do any editing for this, um, for this episode, for any of these episodes. Well, I do stuff whenever I have to like leave in the middle of recording this and, uh, anyways, I don't know if my mic is uh, being weird or not. But I hope that it works well because the pickup is a little bit weird. Ah, I'm, I'm just going on about stuff. Uh, maybe I can go into my first topic. So I uh, episode or this episode, um, I like to start off by saying welcome to my safe space and my intrusive thoughts, which aren't intrusive. Well, I had a very interesting thing happen to me, like literally like half an hour ago um, in my pursuit of getting a job. Uh, but I'll get to that later because I have other stuff I want to talk about that aren't as interesting. Maybe they are actually, but you won't actually know. So uh, it was my dad's birthday, literally the day before Valentine's. And that's pretty cool. And the day before my dad's birthday, uh, my mom was like, show some appreciation, make him a brownie, uh, a little, some brownies. And I was like, okay. So I haven't baked in a really long time. So I made these brownies. They're very cakey and a little bit dry, but they're really good. Uh, yesterday, my dad put this cream cheese icing on it. It's not, it's like chocolate icing, but it's got like cream cheese in it. And it tastes really good. I would recommend it. But I've been scarfing that down recently. Even though it's my dad's. It's for my dad. But I guess he doesn't really eat it as much. Uh, I, I was just proud of making some brownies. Which uh, I recommend people make brownies. It's fun. Uh, and it's pretty simple. If you look at the... Uh, what is it? The instructions on the box it's very simple um next thing i've started a new game so i started dying light 2 i pre-purchased it literally the day before it came out because there's uh bonuses you get for that but i don't really care about the bonuses i just knew that it was about to come out and i wanted to play it because I played the first Dying Light. So, Dying Light, for people who don't know, it's just a zombie game. I liked the villain in the first game. 
uh, and this game is pretty fun so far. I haven't really done much uh, much of the story, but um, you can really see how they've changed it. Like you don't get uh, you don't have guns or um, much like modern stuff that you had in the last game. I don't remember the skill tree in the last game, but I know that there was way more than how many they have now. They only have like a combat skill section and a parkour skill section. And they don't have, uh, like, I'm pretty sure there's like maybe survivor stuff or like world stuff, like other things. Like maybe there was a skill for like doubling the herbs you get whenever you pick one up. I assume that might be something. A lot of games have that if it's got skills and you pick up herbs. There's a lot of collecting in the game and I assume in the previous, in the first title, it had all these skills that you could level up. And I know there's a prestige system, I don't know if they have that in this game as well. Uh, but they've really kind of made it more fundamental, so like it's literally just every upgrade is having a new cool move like oh here's an upgrade now you can roll here's an upgrade now you can do like jump kicks and literally every skill you get upgrades your just how cool you can be and i assume that's what their intent was in making it more of like a they really tried to fine-tune what made the game, uh, the first game, really good. So the first game, there was a lot of parkour. So zombies and parkour. And now they've mixed it and made those the two main things you get to do. Parkour and fighting zombies. And you can do parkour combat as well. Um, and overall, the this game feels good. I do kind of miss all the other skills you could probably get. I mean, usually I would go for the side skills that aren't really parkour or uh, uh, or combat because they're kind of like the miscellaneous stuff. Like there's probably in games that have multiple skill trees, there's probably a skill tree for like the utilities and then you could get one skill for like extra carry capacity. And I usually go for that because I'm a, I like hoarding in games. Um, uh, but that's uh, that's Dying Light 2 summarize it, it feels good I don't know if my mic is too loud or not uh, it'll, it's much bigger than it is in the previous uh, or like the little like lines go up higher on the audio track on Audacity more than they have before maybe it's just the mic is closer or I'm feeling louder uh, but who knows? So I finished Skyrim. So I think I was talking about Skyrim before. Uh, I was talking about the whole entire Elder Scrolls series before, and I finally finished Skyrim second time. No, probably third or fourth time playing this game. the The first few times I was way younger and I never completed it, and I didn't play any of the like side stuff. The the most recent playthrough, I did go through everything and did a completionist run where I got all the achievements. 
uh, I got the special edition this time because the anniversary came out. So they added a little bit extra content. And I just went and played it with some mods. Specifically, a mod that gives me two perk points for every other level instead of one. Uh, so I just get like a small little bonus. I can put it into my skills uh, and get better quicker. And it just makes the game more fun. It's a nice balancing act because it makes things not too difficult. I mean, they could just do that and then they can let you put yourself on a harder difficulty if you really want to challenge. I'm not really that much of a uh, like a challenge type of guy. If I can go on easy mode, I mean, usually I don't like difficulty settings at all. Like Dark Souls is pretty good. But whenever there is, I usually go for easy mode because I like feeling OP. Uh, but I, I mean, that's just me. I know there's people who are like, no, you can't do that. You got to at least put it on normal mode because that's the intent like playthrough. But like I for, for Dying Light, I put it on easy mode or the second Dying Light 2. And I was <laughs> I've I've died a lot. Um, so I don't know what that means. But anyways, uh, Skyrim. It has the two really awesome DLC. Like, I'm really impressed with the DLC. They're in, uh, I mean, Oblivion had... I never played the DLC for Morrowind, but Oblivion had Shivering Isles, which was really good. I love that one. And I also love uh, Dawnguard and Solstheme. Solstheme? DLCs? It's kind of funny because while playing Dawnguard... So, okay, so I don't really feel like I need to explain Skyrim, but it's like uh, you're like a guy named the Dragonborn and you're in Skyrim and you need to stop dragons. And uh, Dawnguard is all about like a vampire family and a whole entire like conspiracy theory. And Solstheim is going on to the island that is kind of between uh, both Nords and Dark Elves live on it. It's next to Morrowind as well. And you could go to that island in the DLC or maybe, no, I think it was the DLC in uh, uh, Morrowind, but I didn't do the DLC. So this is kind of the first time after this is a uh, post second uh red mountain explosion i'm saying a bunch of nerd stuff that only people who play the games actually know what i'm talking about anyways solstheim it's the first dragonborn versus you the last dragonborn so that's summarizing it but whenever i was playing Dawnguard, like i could really feel the influences of like uh the creators specifically and how they would make their uh, games in the future so like i was getting major fallout 4 vibes from uh the dlcs uh because the, obviously the dlcs come later uh after skyrim was released and much closer to fallout 4 which i'm pretty sure was the next game and 
I, I just love the Elder Scrolls series. Like, I just love it. I mean, Bethesda, good company. Uh, happy that they're making, like, a new IP. But I remember I, whenever I started playing Dying Light 2, my brother was saying, oh, are you happy you're not uh, playing Elder Scrolls anymore? And I went on this huge tangent trying to clarify that, like, I'm... I've played Skyrim already, so I already know what, like, everything is. I even played the DLC, I think, so I remember all that. Or, like, it came back to me whenever I played it through again. And, uh, I, the clarification was just that I didn't really feel like... I was just satisfied. I really wanted to get through with it because, like, all the memories were coming back to me, and I was like, oh, yes, this is that Skyrim feeling, and then I was happy. Uh, but I wanted to finish the game quickly, so I was kind of, like, going through all the missions. I, I would take it slow at times just to, like, re like listen to everything that maybe I, don't re I didn't remember. Um, but, like, if... The next Elder Scrolls game came out, so I think Elder Scrolls 6, if it came out uh, right after I completed the, right after I completed Skyrim, I told my brother that like, I would immediately jump into that, like, I'd probably prioritize that over Dying Light 2, um, just because Skyrim, and the Elder Scrolls game just is like a very important piece of uh gaming uh culture to me i don't i don't know uh what i meant by that anyways uh let's see south okay so now i'm getting into the juicy stuff this is the next topic i wanted to talk about i'll get back to game stuff uh because i have a few things i'd like to talk about um but southwestern advantage that name is very infamous uh and that's my special way of saying that this is a very bad company that i went on like a informational meeting for and found out that it was a pyramid scheme uh so if i was going to recount the story it would go like this a week or two ago, in my biology class, uh, some random lady came. I'm not going to say her name. Um, I'll just call her Rachel or something. So Rachel comes in, and Rachel hands out these flyers to everyone. And I guess my teacher was okay with it, because, like, oh, she was promoting internship opportunities in this company called Southwestern Advantage. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I filled out the information and she went around and collected them from everyone and just now or yesterday i got a call about oh are we doing informational meetings uh what time would you like to go and she talked to me and i was like okay rachel this is great i'll uh, join you for a zoom meeting to learn more about the company and went to sleep the day came uh at one so it's for me it's about three so i guess it's been two hours since i joined that meeting it was kind of long but 
she just went over like the okay so i got a paper here she was like take out a pen and paper everything everybody so she was an other she was another student from like a different college but she was going around like trying to recruit students and i use recruit very specifically because i do believe this is a pyramid scheme so first thing she said is that um she like started talking about history and how like the company used to sell bibles and then it expanded and became like a normal company that sold stuff basically she went on and on about like stuff about the company but not actually the specific stuff that we actually did until the very end she was like okay forty thousand people students join the info sessions twenty eight thousand apply or not twenty eight uh uh twenty eight hundred apply and sixteen hundred get selected and then she goes on to talk about the goals uh something she says is that she's like oh whenever i ask for a whenever i ask a question i expect an answer please so like she's trying to get all the students there's only like 10 students in here she's trying to get everyone to talk and she's like uh which very specifically is related to the job which is very weird uh she goes about the goal she's like it's to help young people to develop skills and character to achieve their goals in life she's like okay guys what does that sound like to you i'm kind of mocking her in the way she's saying this but i'm in my mind i'm thinking wow that sounds very generic like that sounds like any internship goal ever of course internships are supposed to help you build skills and character uh but like, I guess everyone else in the meeting were kind of going along with her saying like, oh, wow, you're not, div normal people are not try are trying to make you find your skills, but they're trying to develop your skills. And this is for young people, not children, but like young adults college. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, why are you, why are you playing this game with these people? Like why even clarify this like this is very self-evident like my in intrusive thought was to just like go on the mic and say yo this is very generic like this ain't like i wasn't getting any red flags yet but i was just thinking man that is a very boring goal like that is very t stereotypical um and then she talks about she's like this job is all about sales and i'm like yo i'm a computer science major why would i need to learn about sales and she's like well well i was thinking all this i'm not going to say anything because i'm introverted and i don't want to like ruin this thing which i probably should have because it's a pyramid scam anyways uh she's saying okay here's a very good definition for sales and sales is finding a need and filling it and i was like okay i mean that's not that bad of a uh of like a description so and then she goes on is like and we're it's specifically sales because we're trying to teach you to use a universal set of skills she goes and shows this list of like what companies what it's like a survey of what companies want in people and like half of them are stuff related to communication another thing 
she's like emphasizing communication and talking, which is really weird. And now, you know, it's about sales and you're like, okay, but what exactly am I doing? She's talking about the advantages and it's like your income over the summer at like a minimum is like 10,000. I did the, I, I did the math later, like afterwards, but initially I was like, okay, 10,000 isn't that bad for an internship, but it's very minimum wage. And, uh, uh, the experience she goes and describes, uh, or she gives a description to the term experience. She says, experience is the stories you have to tell when you go in your dream job interview. And, you know, I was thinking that wasn't that bad. I was like, oh, okay, that's actually a good way of putting it. Like, if you say you're experienced and you put all this stuff, you could talk about it in your, uh, whenever you're taking interviews and it makes you sound like you've done stuff, which is always good. Um, and then she goes and talks about the very specifics of what the job goes. And this is when the first red flag hits. The first red flag is she said, this is going to be hard work. You're going to be working an average of 80 hours a week. I was like, what? I was thinking, I was like, I, I clocked out immediately. I was like, like, it was like, I got flashbanged. I was like, yo, yo, what's happening? I'm like, this can't be real. 80 hours a week? Who does that? Who? That's 16 hours a day. Like, no one does that. Like, that's going to kill you. Like, eight hours of sleep. But think about it. If After 16 hours of work, you probably have to, like, do other stuff. And, uh, like, wouldn't you need to take, like, a bunch of breaks for, like, every single meal you ever need to take? And it's like, this can't be, like, legal. That's what I'm thinking to myself. Anyways, and then she goes on. It's like, it's a 90% rejection rate. And she goes into specifically what you're doing about sales and what's doing 80 hours a week. Basically, she wants to hire you to, or anybody, these students who have worked here and are part of this system, they go and recruit other students to go work 80 hours a week, go drive to a different state in, er, in uh, the country and go door to door to like 30 people and like try to sell like some off-brand Khan Academy, like books and online services. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's like a lot of work like you're soliciting people all the time uh that's like just a constant it's uh it's like you're a car salesman but you have to go door to door to sell something to people that like i mean a car a lot of people want to have cars but like like children's like education stuff is kind of niche and that's why they say that you have a 90% rejection rate because, I mean, it's less than that. They say you usually only get like one person out of the 30, which is way less than 1%. Uh, or 10%. Uh, I actually don't know the math with that, but uh, I didn't like it. Um, um, 
I was immediately just like kind of not paying attention. I was just thinking, what is up with this? Like, this can't be real. Why do they want me to go? I mean, initially I was like, oh, uh, her example she used was, have any of y'all ever sold like chocolates for like some type of thing in your high school? And I was like, oh, I've done that. Like, I remember doing that. I had some chocolates and I sold it to people. I even bought a bunch of it for myself. I was feeling very fat uh, that time in my life. And uh, she was saying, well, that's probably Southwestern advantage as well. And I was like, oh, okay. So I already, I know there's a YouTube video that I watched about this, but I already know that those sorts, those sorts of things are like really scummy because students who put all this work into selling a bunch of products to people like they end up getting something that's like like a little toy or like even if you do the impossible and like do the best like the best you can get is like a like a limo ride which is like why would i even want a limo ride anyways i already knew those were pretty scammy uh they kind of like use child labor uh and children can't even get anything good and this one this is like the college version where you can work and you'll get paid but it's probably gonna be below minimum wage and you're gonna be busting your ass 16 hours a day eight hours a week uh so like five days 16 hours a day like uh, this is very bad. It's just very bad. Um, I, I was pretty astonished. Uh, she eventually went and said, okay, I want you to like private message me, uh, answer these two questions. Yes or no. Like, am I qualified for this? And do I want to like continue listening to this? And I said, yes, I'm definitely able to bust my ass and like get abused by this company. But am I willing to do it? No. Um, and I like private messaged her and said, yeah, I'm going to leave. I really should have just said, man, this sounds like a pyramid scheme. In fact, what I did afterwards was I searched up Southwestern Advantage pyramid scheme. And the company's like, uh, I see all these like articles about it. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. I even see like a Reddit post about it. So I look at the articles and it's like the president of this company says that it's not a pyramid scheme because you get 40% of the commissions, which isn't that bad. So if you think about it, uh, you're getting 40% of like, let's say a normal retail sale of the product, which is probably like a bundle, um, is like, uh, like 150, probably you get 40%. That's not too bad, but they say you like only get one one per person and they but they said that like 10,000 is normal so uh i and they say you usually work 70 days uh over the summer so i did all the math so like 70 or, or uh, 10,000 which is the basic divided by uh 70 days is about 140 i'm like that doesn't add up because you only get 40% so it looks like you have to get about three people every day to buy the product um, to even match that to get 10,000 uh, over the summer, 
which now that I look at it, it's like, come on, that's not even, that's, that's, that's kind of sucky. Anyways, uh, you have to like bust your ass for that. And then, so it might not sound that bad right now, but then it gets even worse because I search up, um, uh, I look at that Reddit post that I talked about earlier and it's this person saying like how it's even worse than you think. So first of all, you, it's like major exhaustion, obviously 80 hours, like you're in a different state, you're going house to house for 16 hours a day and you're just like dying. That's one bad thing. This person who's a, uh, a woman. She also says that she experiences sexual harassment on the job. You're going to 30 strangers and that's what she says. And it's like, like every woman she's talked to has experienced sexual harassment while like trying to like sell stuff to random people. I'm like, bro, this is horrible. And then she says, uh, another bad thing, specifically how you're getting paid or how you're actually going into debt for this. And basically they're saying you're paying to drive like a super far distance to another state. You're paying for your gas. You're paying for your food, your place that you're going to live in. You're paying for a demo bag to hold all of your stuff. Whenever you're going around soliciting, uh, you're paying for all this stuff and you're going to end up, uh, having to pay out all that money that you just earned. So let's say that 8,000, I think it, the, the Reddit said it was 8,000 and, uh, the, uh, presentation on the zoom meeting said it was 10,000, which was your average that you make. If you kind of like get like your normal quota, I guess. Which I assume is three, but that sounds like get it a lot. Nobody really needs it. Plus Khan Academy is free. Um, anyways, uh, you're paying all this and you're, uh, it gets subtracted from all that you make. And eventually, uh, you pull like what the person said on the Reddit was they make like, 3,000, uh, out of that 8,000, uh, because, because you paid for like all the expenses to work for the company and 3,000 in a month is pretty bad because that's, I'm pretty sure below minimum wage, like super below. Anyways, I was very astonished. I told my brother about it. He was like, okay, bullet dodged. And I don't know if I should tell my biology class, like, man, that's like a, like, it, I mean, if you're, uh, not as like, like, uh, financially able, you might have to do it if you want money, but I feel like you could always go for other internships that could pay better and have better working, uh, jobs. And I was just thinking, like, maybe I should tell everybody 
or tell the teacher specifically that lady who came in it was like a pyramid scheme and uh like make everyone aware of that but i don't really know i mean if i was to be greedy i could not tell anybody and anybody who does get and works there they won't be competition for any other internship i'm trying to go for anyways that's a lot and i don't want to talk about these losers anymore uh basically i just want to say don't settle for these bad companies uh i'm very anti-work pilled like i consume a bunch of like content about people getting abused by their companies and like it makes i guess it made it a little bit easier for me to like find out that this was like a bad company like a pyramid scheme uh multi-level management i think mlm something like that that's that's i think it was called r slash anti mlm was what the post was it was the subreddit that the post was on about it and so that was one internship gone uh and in my job hunting pursuit i think maybe i'll sh i should try to go for something more major specific like sales which was this job that was being offered to me they're talking about oh you need to talk a lot you need to talk a lot but how am i supposed to know that that's actually real like this is from a pyramid scheme like people know how to communicate right like we're at a day and age where people can do that more efficiently even people at a younger age can do it well that's what i think um i mean i can talk if i have to i didn't talk really at all in that uh uh zoom meeting uh, even though uh rachel was emphasizing it uh communication that is anyways uh, that was a lot uh sorry for rattling on about that but man that was crazy uh, that was the juicy juicy news like <laughs> going into a like a mlm info session trying to get me to be one of their like i don't know like work slaves or something <laughs> i don't know oh so yeah, I only have one more topic to talk about, and it's about uh, games again, specifically uh, whenever I wasn't having to deal with having to look for internships and all that. I think at the beginning of college and at the end, or starting at kind of the end of high school, I was really into like trying to make a video game. Like, I really wanted to make a game. And I would, like, create these crazy ideas. They're very ambitious. And whenever someone says something is ambitious, they usually mean, wow, this is probably going to be impossible to make. And I agree with that. Like, I wasn't... I made, like, a bunch of prototypes for, like, games, but I never really went that far at all. Like, I would barely even get into, like... The actual core like game play mechanics before i'd quit because i just get lazy or i'd be doing something else playing games whatever 
Uh, but I have created a bunch of game ideas that I'm kind of proud of. Some of them I'm not going to talk about because what if I what if I actually become a really amazing uh, like game director character and I'm making these games that oh I pitch the games and people are like wow they're so awesome which I do think they're pretty awesome. Uh, I don't want someone else to make the game. I want myself to make the games that I have. So I'm gonna... Uh, I'm slouching right now. Let me get up a little bit. And... Grab the stuff that I want to talk about. So let me uh, move this stuff around. Sorry for the, for the idling. I need to grab some of my... Uh, journals, art books, everything that I have. Did I mention I like doodling? I have a whole art book full of doodles. I think I have a few smaller game ideas in here. I wonder if you can hear that. All the flapping of paper. Let me get it close to the mic. Is that ASMR? Alright. Here's my first idea. So I have this doodle full of cute little uh, drawings. They're not, uh, I mean, I, I'm not gonna show it to y'all, but it's basically, um, whenever the game uh, Cuphead was being announced, I really loved the style and it made me want to create like a kind of knockoff game. And the game is all about light. So in Cuphead, you have cups. And like, that's what the characters are. In mine, it's all about light. So your character would be called Bulbo. And you see this cute little character with a little, uh, I guess, a light bulb on his head. And he runs around and he illuminates the area. And maybe you have a game mechanic where... Uh, you need to lumen you need to uh like trek through an area that's dark maybe you have normal areas as well and i created all these enemies so like i have a bunch of uh candle people so i have let's see like a can like yeah candle guards they're just like candles and their faces are melting and everything because they're lit and the wax is melting down their body. They're holding like maces and stuff. Now their weapons. And oh, here's a, a can or I forget what it's called. A candelabra. I forget what it's. Oh, chandelier. What am I thinking? Uh, Like a chandelier character where it's like one huge body with a bunch of little candles with faces on each one. I was thinking that would be a cool like mini boss or something. Then maybe I have a cute little uh, like journeying cake. And the cake has a bunch of little lights on him. So that would be interesting. With And then I had the huge wax monster. And he has candles or the little... Uh, uh, 
There's like the threads at the top of the candles and I have them lined up like a mohawk on him and it's all lit up. So he has like a fiery mohawk and his whole body is melting and he's got like a chain and ball connected to his uh, legs. So like maybe he doesn't move so much. He has to like use his melting body. He's like more melted than everyone else. And then I have another boss idea, which is called the straw man. And the straw man is a huge, like just straw man. And he's got, he's made completely out of straw. There's barely any detail on him except for his strawness and like a face on him that looks all evil. And I was thinking, obviously, you burn him, and that's how you beat him. So maybe you have like some attacks that do fire damage, and they do extra damage to him. And I was thinking he would drop cool, like weapons, like a needle, because he is. Uh, well, I. I was thinking the whole entire idea of like needle in a haystack or whatever because it's straw it could be thought of as hay as well um uh there's like the headless horseman but he doesn't have a horse it's just like a headless like character and uh the headless character is holding a big old lantern with a flaming face inside of it which should be the face of the character as well. And I was thinking, like, you, he, if it breaks open, then he, uh, he'd probably, like, lose his... Uh, oh, yeah, maybe it's, like, a phase type thing where you fight him, he swings his lantern with his face around, tries to hit you, and then uh, phase two is whenever he's at half health, and the more he, uh, the more you attack him, the more damage the lantern gets, and then eventually it breaks, and the flaming, fiery face inside the lantern uh, floats over and attaches to the head, and maybe uh, now that his flaming face is released, he can shoot fireballs or something. And then also, I think a moth character would be pretty cool—not a moth character, but moth boss. So a moth boss would fly around and you use like torches to um, distract it. Um, and maybe it's really OP. So you have to use the whole gimmick of like distracting it to make it uh, to beat it. That's one idea. I just made little doodles of like bosses. I really like creating bosses because that's really fun. Time to flip through this page to look and see stuff. Ah, uh, yes. I found a whole entire uh, uh, section on little doodles of, like, concepts I was doing in my uh, 11th and 12th grade class. I was doing, a, um, in my, I think it's computer, I think it was just computing class. And we were just making games on like Unreal Engine or Unity. And that's all it was. And it was pretty fun. So I have a few like concepts in here. Oh yeah, I could talk about those. Uh, 
All right, let me just close this down because I don't think I was going to find anything more. In 11th grade, I created um, a game which basically in 11th grade, the teacher said, okay, you can make any game, but it has to be educational. And I had a friend who in 12th grade, I teamed up with him, but I wasn't in his team in the 11th grade. So I was in a different group and I can say my complaints about it, but I don't really, it's a while ago, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, so my other friend, he did like a science-based game in VR. So they were like making like potion objects that like you mix together, which is a really cool idea. And like if you drop it, it creates like a fume cloud, which could hurt you. And it was all sciencey based. And I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. Silly me. I, I just did math. I don't know why I did math, but it was just the worst idea. So basically... You'd play as this cute little character that I had. It was literally just a body with two, or not a body, a head with two legs coming out of it. And like, he had like a little speedo on and it was really silly looking and he would fight. Uh, I do all the art stuff. So I drew all this and I made like the little like fighting arena. Basically you wouldn't move anywhere. It would just be like, You'd be on one side and then like a slime or a rat would appear on the other side and they would have a, a question, like a math question right next to it, like first through fourth grade question. And you would fight them, uh, by entering the, uh, the answer and the faster well, there wasn't any time element, but I, I definitely would like to add a time element if I was to go back in time with, I guess, the knowledge I have now. So, like, go back in time and uh, make it so it's like, oh, you have, like, uh, like, a few seconds and then the rat would attack and you'd lose HP. But, like, you'd have, like, maybe three hearts, so you have to do it fast. So, basically, it just trains kids to be really good at quick math and it would be like multiplication division uh, addition subtraction the problem was is that we well i got i did addition and subtraction i wanted to, and i delegated multiplication and division to my other teammate uh he couldn't get it working and i tried my way at it and i couldn't get it working either and uh, it was just not, it just didn't really work out. I mean, we got addition and subtraction working, which is cool. But basically, it'd just be an endless thing of like, a rat, a slime, a rat, a slime. Anytime a multiplication or a division question would pop up, uh, the answer would always be wrong, no matter what you did, because it would mess up the calculations each time. We were using the visual coding for unit or Unreal Engine. And I didn't really know how to use it that well. I, I much prefer uh, just using Unity because that's what I did in my second year. But that was the first game I think I've ever made with a group. I didn't want to be the project leader for that one. 
and it was just a lot of work anyways like i think i had a guy i think i had a teammate who was trying to like do a whole entire cinematic um i think we were making a game where you play as like a small little character and there's little little robots i think this was the second Oh wait, wait. I think I just jumped uh in my in my brain. I did a little mind jump. I think maybe our second game was initially a I think it was supposed to be a puzzle game. So maybe it was just like the teacher gave us a little bit more freedom to do whatever we wanted. So I decided to do a puzzle game and you'd have a main map and you'd have keys that you need to get from each level and once you get all the keys you are you escape from this like like cave or whatever and i was the lead on this and basically i just had one guy do the uh uh do like one puzzle and i had another guy do another puzzle and i did all i did most of the other puzzles i think I think it was a big mess because uh, uh, there wasn't great team cooperation. Um, but that was really fun. Like I did this whole entire puzzle uh, where uh, you needed to like step on these plates in the right pattern, and I'd have all the uh, hints like hidden around the map. And you'd have to unlock the hints by doing even smaller little puzzles. Um, I thought that was really fun. I got that working. And I don't know if we got the key system working. Because I never really thought of like how to do like a like I know now that you just get like a like a script that's static and it persists like you change it once and it stays that way whenever you access it throughout uh other levels but i didn't really know that and plus we used visual coding and i didn't really know how to do that um in unreal and i think we also had a oh yeah the whole gimmick of that one which i'm really proud of and i was trying to like Basically, it had to be a good idea. We had to tell it to the teacher and he'd be like, okay. If it was like a good, unique idea, it couldn't be like something boring or generic. So my idea was a puzzle game where it was two player. So I would use like a certain controls on a, I think, I don't know if my teammates did anything with that part, but I got the whole entire uh, split screen to work and I would use half of the keyboard and another person would use the other half of the keyboard uh, to like move and have an interact button and to jump for each one and yeah 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 that's the whole thing like I remember there was a whole entire puzzle where you guys had to like there was a huge glass wall and you had to do certain puzzles to like drop a like pathways and to unlock areas to process to proceed to the next area it was like uh it takes two but like 
I was the original two-player puzzle man. I'm so amazing. I thought of it before them. Uh, I should sue them for taking my idea. Anyways, that was really cool. I enjoyed that. Um, I think that was the last thing we did. It was literally only two. Uh, 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 what is it? We only did like two games, I think. Maybe there was something in between. We were trying to think of an idea, but we couldn't really get it to work where like you were like a small person in a huge house and you had these cute little or these cute little robots attacking you um kind of like chibi robo i think that was the idea but that never had any fruition um in second grade so this or not not second grade uh 12th grade they both have twos in it i think this will be my last story uh, there was a, um, I, I grouped up with different people this time, way better people, way cooler. We got stuff done and we did one game that lasted the whole entire, uh, year until COVID hit and we, we couldn't do it anymore. We couldn't finish it. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to be a game where it was like Dark Souls. So we were trying to... But the mechanic that the teacher wanted us to do, which was the unique part, was to switch. We had a whole switch system where in the middle of combos, you could switch to a different weapon and it changes your like combo attack. My friend did the whole entire like combo system and animations. And I created the models and the world and all the characters and like the game flow. We had like different realms you'd go through and you'd uh, walk through one and you'd get to, uh, you get, I'd create like enemies as well. I think while my friend would focus on the main character, I'd focus on like the enemies in the world. I had another teammate. Uh, I think we asked him to do the like the tutorial level which i mean he was on his phone a lot anyways it doesn't really matter because that was a while ago yeah the first area we that i created i was messing around with uh cool like textures and shaders and i found this slime shader and i was able to apply that to like a lot of stuff so i created this whole entire map with uh slimes and there's slime grass and slime trees and slime bushes and you uh, uh walk through it and there's a bunch of slimes uh we didn't really get the attacks to to like work we didn't have a health system but it would be cool to go back through that and like have your character fight in this slime f i think it was like slime like a slime field or whatever. And it was on the coast as well. But there wasn't really a beach that we had. Because it was a sheer drop. That I created. And I created some like invisible walls. So you couldn't go up. around Like outside of this map. It was really cool. I loved it. Like I created a huge like tree. And I called it Yggdrasil. Because I think I was playing Dragon Quest at the time. And I had it in the background. And then. There's this huge ocean that I created. 
that you could look off of. You, there was like a little dock that you could walk on. You couldn't go into the water because I blocked it off. But um, it was uh, I created a huge. So all the slimes are uh, are green, and all the are all the enemy slimes are green, and all the plants are green slime as well. And if you looked out into the uh, distance, there would be a massive slime in the ocean, just like massive. That's what I do. I really wanted to play with scale. So I made this Yggdrasil tree that was so far away, but so huge. So it'd like cover the sky even. And I also had a really huge slime that was kind of static and not moving, but it was super far away. Uh, and it'd have like a little idle animation on it. So you saw this huge blue slime far away and it like, I mean, to my gamer self, I really like that. Like I absolutely love whenever a game gives you a taste of something grand and epic that you're going to do in the future. So like they show off a really awesome boss that you might be able to fight. I hate it whenever games like talk about like, Oh, there's like a game. I think I remember where it had uh, it had stories of this massive whale enemy, and you couldn't fight the whale enemy. But I really wanted to fight the whale, but they only you'd only hear it in passing, and that really made me mad. I was like, man, I really want to fight that, but they wouldn't let you. But like, it, obviously, if I had infinite time, I would let you fight this massive blue slime. Anyways, if you uh, walked past the coast, you'd go a little bit inland and it'd be like these hills that would like uh, that you'd you're kind of like in a valley kind of and you'd go through it and there'd be this huge drop into a huge pit and in the middle. Oh, yeah. And as you walk, the slime slowly turns red. And inside of this huge red slime pit, there's a massive red slime that you got to fight. And basically the whole gimmick of it was it was supposed to mimic like the slime from Terraria, where uh, if you hit it, it would spawn baby slimes and it would get like smaller and smaller, I'd assume, until its health was gone. Oh, and also it had this cool little ninja hat or like a, well, not a ninja, but like a rice hat because I thought it would look cute. So it, I thought it looked like, I don't know. I said it was supposed to mimic like Dark Souls. So it would be really cool to fight a massive slime in Dark Souls. So that's why I put that in there with a huge slime area. The next area that I created was like a... You would exit the slime area and you'd enter a normal field, but the field was covered. And this is where I started playing with uh, uh, grass objects, uh, where it's like the 2D textures, like out of the ground. And I created these massive wheat textures and I painted it all over the ground using Unity's like terrain system. So basically, you'd uh, go to this small little town and obviously there'd be people there, but I'm, I'm only like a 12th grader at this time. So I didn't know how to do all that stuff. So what I did was you'd walk past it into this huge wheat field and in the wheat field, there would be, uh, 
Well, I wanted there to be uh, like, like kind of ghostly figures that you'd fight. Couldn't do that, obviously. I only have like a prototype character. Um, didn't have like any animation or anything. I got really, I didn't really want to do any animation, so I I'd, I'd like Mario sixty four it where all the body parts are separate. So whenever you animate, you just move the objects. You don't actually have to bend any like rigs or anything to do that. It's a good idea. I liked it. And I did that for this character and then where you'd walk past the, uh, the wheat fields, which your character would kind of be engulfed in, which made it really cool. And you walk past it and you enter the entrance of this huge castle that I created. And the castle is very basic. It didn't have like any textures. It was just gray blocks that I put together. And I put a bunch of knights in there and they were like very chibi looking knights. And this was where I did my first like tracking stuff. So the slimes, if they detected you, they'd like try to just go towards you by, I'd have them little, have little like force impulses. This is specifically in unity so it was much easier to do that stuff so it just like force impulse and have a like an auto move towards you so it looked like it hopped towards you i thought it was really cute it was a good idea but this time i had like a normal character who i needed to move across the ground and then i tried to, he had the knights had little lances and i was trying to do the dark souls thing where like they do an attack where they thrust at you and you dodge out of the way but the problem was is that normally in dark souls or normal games they have an attack where they do just a tiny bit of tracking so whenever you dodge it's more satisfying because you can get out of it i didn't have that so like he would like track you all the time while doing the attack so he'd be able to hit you no matter what unless you're able to like like roll backwards out of range because he'd be able to go like rotate to still hit you so you couldn't dodge side to side which if i had more time i could have fixed that in the dun in in the castle you'd go through it and this is where i played with lighting because you can only have a few lights i didn't really know how to do lighting so i had like these light orbs no like actual uh I remember in I watched a Skyrim thing where they talk about how they had to work with as little lights as possible to light up a lot. And that's what I do. So I'd only light up like important areas in the castle and you'd go through it. There'd be a few nights and then at the end, you'd enter this room that locks up behind you. Or you drop into a like a lower area. I didn't really know how to do like much like mechanics of like locking stuff. So uh, you just fall into a pit where a boss would be, and it was literally <laughs> the next boss in Terraria, which was the Eye of Cthulhu, or it was like that. It didn't have a face to it or anything, but it was just a massive eye that would float in the air and it would look at you. And it'd like, I think it had, it'd shoot a projectile at you from its eye and you had to like run, you had to dodge the projectile. And that was the beginning of me dealing with like 
how to like do more instantiation and shooting projectiles out of like certain characters and then i was creating all this but there's no like actual uh health system or attacking i mean my friend created these awesome animations but we never really implemented a, like oh you swung you hit it dealt damage the character is gone uh we only got like a little bit of that on the character himself uh and then after the uh castle there should have been like another area that the castle uh connected to and uh it was like a bunch of more housing but like there was like a river between uh the first area with the fields and all these houses and it was a sheer drop that you couldn't reach past so you had to go through the uh castle to get onto the other side and then after that there should have been like an exit and i was working with doing like a kind of like a broken down ruins area and there's supposed to be cannon characters that would aim at you and shoot cannons kind of like pea shooters from plants versus zombies and i was getting that to work it was very similar to how i got the eye boss working but i'd have the uh cannons not be able to like look freely only like side to side not up and up and down like the i could do and i had like this whole entire thing where they'd be hiding behind corners and stuff. I barely got through this other section before COVID hit and I had to stop working on it, but I really love to go at it again. Maybe not have the very complicated, like a uh, combo system, which the game was all about, but I didn't really work on that. It was my friend, even though I came up with the idea. I'm an idea guy. I can think of stuff, but I mean, at the time, I wasn't capable of doing all of that. So that's why I had a friend solely dedicated on that. Anyways, uh, that's literally all the game stuff I have done. I've created a few small stuff. Uh, like, I was trying to create a game like where you'd be able to flip gravity. but And it was supposed to be like a 2D mobile game. But I didn't get it to work. Um... And I quit on that. And there's other games that I've probably worked on. Like I have Unity on all, like my laptop and my computer at home, but they they're full of like projects that I've not really continued or I've deleted. Probably, it's kind of sad. I'm not gonna lie, but that is all the actual stuff I've done in Unity. I haven't actually been able to complete anything, which I so wish I could. I really wish I could just make something. Even the smallest thing. Like, I have something right now that I've kind of stopped doing. But I wish I could just, like, find it in myself to be consistent. And, like, be able to complete it. Uh, but I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I wish I could. Uh, but that's literally all the stuff I've actually done in, like, actual game development. Uh... And that's the last topic I have. So, whew, take a break, take a breather. Episode three is about to end. Um, hopefully, y'all enjoyed that. I I really had a lot to talk about this week. I think I might just like 
if I have stuff to talk about, I'll talk about it. But if I don't, I might like postpone episodes. I don't know. Uh, this is kind of free form, I assume. Maybe it won't be on next Friday. Maybe it will. I don't know. Uh, but stay uh, safe. Stay healthy. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep working on your homework or eating or go to sleep or go do whatever. Continue with your job. Uh, continue schooling. Whatever you do. Do it good. Do it well. Have fun. Don't let companies abuse you don't abuse yourself don't abuse others and have a good day this has been jeremy in the jeremy's place have a good day